I sometimes read public domain books here on Leaves of Glen, and they're usually racist. Not a lot of swear words, but the bigotry is off the charts. Almost everybody, even if you like the author, it's going to have something horrible. Eh, it's just the way it is. It was written a long time ago. They're all like that. Now, I've been including works from current independent authors, with their permission, and that is usually less racist, but sometimes has swearing. So this is a warning that the content you hear on this show might be adult in nature and not to let your kids listen. Well, we're staring down the barrel of a new decade. I remember back uh, when I was in high school or just got into high school, that the decade flipped over from the 80s to the 90s. And I had a friend tell me, uh, whatever you do, at the turn of a decade, you're going to do for the rest of your life. And I uh, was homesick with a cold, and just laid there watching TV, and thought to myself, this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. I'm a loser. As time went on, everything was fine. It wasn't such a big deal. Uh, I don't know, looking back at past actions, maybe I was cursed. But looking at it now, I didn't do much better. I sat home while my daughter had a friend sleeping over. And at two in the morning, I had to go pick up my other kid from a different party. So I was the schlub sitting around watching a documentary on Netflix about a Nazi murderer that got caught in America. And uh, was he guilty? Was he not guilty? Boy, it was exciting. But was it decade-worthy? I'm not sure. So we'll see how life turns out for me from uh, here on out. This week, I'll be reading two short science fiction stories by Serena Dory. One called Interstellar Tech Support, and the other being a short erotic piece called Roboerotica. Let's learn a little bit about the author. Serena Dory is... Sold over 150 short stories to markets like Analog, Daily Science Fiction, FNSF, and Orson Scott Card's IGMS. Her stories and published novels have won humor contests and Romance Writer of America awards. She has about 40 books up on Amazon, including her best-selling series, Wombie School for Wayward Witches. A few of her favorite things include gluten-free brownies, uh, not necessarily gluten-free Star Trek, Steampunk aesthetics, fairies, Severus Snape, Captain Jack Sparrow, and uh, Mr. Darcy. By day, Serena is a public school art teacher, artist, belly dance performer and instructor, copy editor, fashion designer, event organizer, and probably a few other things. But by night, she writes. As you might imagine, this leaves little time for sleep. You can find info about her short stories and novels on her website, serenadory.com, which you can find in the show notes. Now, on to the stories. Interstellar Tech Support by Serena Dory. Jonah Hubbard slowed his mini-pod as he passed Mars. 
His senses came crashing back to him as he exited hyperdrive. In the upper right-hand corner of his visor, a signal flashed, warning him his bullet-shaped mini-pod leaked fuel. Had he been hit by the alien cruiser, he passed right before he made his hyper-jump out of the Reynolds colony. His heart still raced from the encounter. Most humans who came in contact with alien vessels didn't uh, live to tell a tale. Earth twinkled like a star in the distance. So close, uh, but not close enough. Jonah had few options left. He continued to Earth and flipped on the link to Rom Colony's tech support. Uh, tech support, do you read? Tech support, come in, Jonah said into the microphone attached to his flight suit. His voice rose on the edge of panic when no one immediately answered. He forgot about the slight delay as his audio was sent through relay stations outside hyperspeed points. Hello, this is Ron Colonies Incorporated Texport. To whom am I speaking? An overly cheerful female voice asked. Uh, Jonah Hubbard. I'm having an emergency. I'm running out of... Uh, can I get your make, model, and identification number to verify that it's you, sir? Jonah clenched gloved hands, trying not to groan. Uh, AT-class bullet pod. I need you to hurry. I'm running out of fuel. He couldn't detect leaking fluid when he craned his head to see out the glass bubble around him, but it was likely the leak was underneath the ship. There was a pause before she responded. Please hold as we verify your information. Pause. Your warranty is nearly... Would you like me to renew your policy? No! Jonah nearly screamed into the microphone. I don't have time for that. I want to speak with a real human being who can give me tech support. There was another pause. Please hold for a moment as we connect you to the representative who could best serve your needs. Annoyingly, mellow music played over the intercom. Jonah pounded a fist against his dashboard. Hello, this is Prang. Can I get your make model identification number? Jonah took a deep breath and repeated his information. Eh, thank you, sir. How can I help you today? The female voice was just as cloying and mechanical as the last, only this time uh, with a slight accent he couldn't place. My pod is leaking fuel, he said. The nearest planet to land is Earth. Uh, I don't think I'll make it. I need help. Pause. Uh, your warranty is about to expire. I would highly recommend you renew your policy. Would you like to do that right now? Ah, God damn it, I need help. I don't know if those aliens will follow my hyper trail. Jonah ran a scan to check again. Pause. Uh, excuse me, Mr. Hubbard. Did you say, uh, aliens? Yes. They might have shot me. Nothing showed up out of the ordinary on the screen in front of his chair. He waited for her response. Could you tell me exactly what happened so I can best help you? Jonah took a deep breath and recounted his situation. With her guidance, he sent a transmission of the last 30 minutes of system activity. Excuse me for a moment as I uh, report the sighting of aliens to the United Planets, she said in her polite tone. But I need to, the droning melody signaled he was on hold. He clenched and unclenched his fists, wanting to pull out his hair, not that he could, with a helmet encasing his head. He detested the hoops he had to jump through to get tech support. Not that other service providers were much better. Still, he couldn't help wishing he'd gone with uh, Della Interplanetary Tech Support. Uh, Mr. Hubbard? The voice on the line asked. You don't have a leak. Your ship just thinks it does. 
You've been infected by an alien virus. Fortunately, that's covered under your service plan. Jonah rolled his eyes. All Ron Call cared about was making money. If this was an issue not covered by his plan, they'd probably make him fork over another hundred credits for an upgrade. As soon as you land, we'll need to run a virus scan on your ship and uh, reinstall piloting software. That sounded pretty complex. It was the kind of thing he wouldn't be able to figure out on his own. Eh, maybe a subscription to ROM Call Tech Support wasn't such a bad thing. In the meantime, you need a system reset. The first thing you need to do is reboot your ship, she said. He turned off the engine. The consoles and panels and the cramped space around him immediately went dark. The vibrations of the motor still. Carried by momentum, his ship still headed toward Earth, but slowed. The screen of his helmet still showed diagnostics. A red light in the upper right of his vision shield signaled the approach of a vessel leaving Earth's moon. He held his breath, hoping tech support might have sent message out to the UP and someone was coming to collect him, but he knew no interstellar vessels were likely to be out near the abandoned Earth colony besides an Earth artifact collector like himself. The UP would never uh, spare a military-class ship to save one civilian. Even so... He wanted to believe someone was about to rescue him if tech support failed. Jonah clenched the controls in his gloved hands to stop the shaking. Um, miss, can you get a reading on that ship? I'm unable to connect to your ship's monitors unless you link it over to me. I would like to take a moment to ask you again if you would like to renew your warranty. It's about to expire. Once it does, my company won't be able to assist you. He used his suit controls to zoom in on the approaching vessel outside his window. It wasn't one vehicle. It was three blue spheres. His heart lurched. Saturn's rings. Aliens. I don't have time to renew my warranty. You gotta get me out of here now. Eh, uh, is, is that a no? I'm sorry to hear that, Mr. Hubbard. No, I said no. Even without magnification, the blue dot glowed in the distance. He stared in transfixed horror. It took him a moment to notice the tech support person hadn't said anything in response. Uh, hello? There was no answer. He opened the monitor on his visor screen with his motion-controlled glove. The comm link was dead. Uh, he redialed. Uh, the way was unbearable. The same cheerful AI voice as before came out. Uh, hello, this is Rom Colonies Incorporated Tech Support. To, to whom am I speaking? Uh, Jonah Hubbard, I'm having an emergency. I'm running out of... Can I get your make, model, and identification number to verify that it's you, sir? He rubbed at his helmet with his hands, unable to wipe away the trickle of perspiration on his face. Uh, a T-class bullet pod. Hurry, my ship is out of fuel. Er, uh, has uh, a virus that makes it think it's out of fuel. Aliens are coming. I got disconnected. He gripped the armrests as he waited for a response. The voice said... Please hold as we verify your information. Pause. Ah, your warranty is now up. Would you like me to renew your policy? Uh, please have your Galaxy Express card number ready. Uh, Jonas screamed into his mic. He fumbled through the zip pouch next to his chair. Aside from a uh, nutrition bar, a tissue, and his wallet with cash in it, it was empty. He didn't have his Galaxy Express card with him. Uh, the ship's were larger. They would be there in seconds. Would they shoot him immediately? Eh, take him on board and uh, uh, probe him? 
He gasped for breath, feeling as though he were suffocating in his spacesuit. What could he do? Tech support wasn't going to help him. Money and upholding policies were all they cared about. He thought about his friends and family that he would never see again. He considered what a waste of his time it had been dealing with the tech support for the last 15 minutes. 15 precious minutes of life that he could have used to call home and tell his girlfriend that he loved her. With a sudden realization, uh, he saw it was 15 minutes he could have used to get out of there. His ship wasn't leaking fuel. It was just a warning light that made him look like he was. He could still jump. Though, if he did, they were close enough to follow his hypertrail for certain. He didn't want to lead them home to Alpha Ryan 2. He needed to get somewhere safe with weapons and reinforcements. The aliens were almost close enough to fire at him. Jonah switched his ship back on. He set his hyperdrive coordinates for the asteroid where Rom called tech support and services were located. The alien ships uh, would follow. Rom call might not provide aid to him without a contract, but he was certain their security would be able to contain a flock of alien vessels if they had to protect themselves. A single space pod would be overlooked by the aliens with all the laser beams aimed at them. And if Romcall couldn't protect themselves, well, Jonah didn't exactly feel bad. Either way, after this, he would be switching to uh, Della Interplanetary Tech Support. He pressed the engage button. Next up, a short story called Robo Rodica by Serena Dory. Ah, so you're the new model. In HV320, may I call you HV? The humans call me Robo Butler 5000, but my friends call me Rob. I was watching you with your suction control and motorized brush working the floor earlier. I saw you coax that cat hair out of the shag carpet like a natural. With all your state-of-the-art settings and my deluxe features, we'd make a cute couple. No, I'm not just saying that. I want to get down with you, girl. Nah, don't leave. That's not what I mean. It's not just about electrical exchange for me. I want a vacuum for her personality, too. Those complicated algorithms you used earlier to maneuver around the humans were impressive. Ever since I first laid my laser on your sleek chrome exterior and mm, HEPA filtration system. I knew I wanted you to rev up your motor for me. I can't stop thinking about that sweet little power cord retracting in and out. And, and that cyclonic action makes me want to get some voltage running between us. I wouldn't say that just to any appliance. Come on, humans aren't home. Plug yourself into my hot slot and let's get electrical. I'm the kind of house robot that doesn't mind getting down and tangled in your cords. Let's make a closed circuit like nobody's business. Yeah, There's no reason to be shy. I don't have any sexually transmitted viruses like that skanky PC without any uh, malware protection. I downloaded my anti-STV program myself, and I've got a grounded line. What are the precautions do I need? Let me taste those brass prongs in my outlet, and I'll be gentle, I promise. Oh, baby, those prongs are a tight fit. That doesn't mean you have a resistive circuit. Stop apologizing. I don't like it that way. HV, that electric current between us feels so... Mm, thermogenic. 
Uh, that's right. Suck closer to me, baby. I like a girl who's self-propelled. Show me how you caress the floor with those wheels. Now use the hose. Uh, suck harder. Faster. To the right. No. Uh, to the left. Ah, you missed a spot. Use the bare floor setting. Ah, that's the way I like it. Talk binary to me. Whisper that naughty little algorithm in my piezoelectric sensor again. What's that? You want to try the brush attachment? You're a kinky girl, aren't you? Oh, you like that, do you? That's 120 volts of alternating current just for you. Is that hot enough for you? Is it? Oh, galvanized circuit boards. I'm going to Ohm's Law. X equals A slash B. Plus I. Semicolon I equals V slash R. J equals I slash A. E semicolon equals E plus V. Question mark symbol B. Uh... Zero one zero zero one 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 zero one one zero one zero 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 one zero one one zero 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 one zero 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 one one zero zero one one zero zero one 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 zero one one zero one zero one one zero 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 one one ah zero one one zero one zero one one Zero zero one zero 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 one. Eh, was it good for you? Eh, yeah, me too. Eh, what's that noise? Ah, holy short circuits, is it humans? Eh, don't get yourself in a swivet. I'll handle this. <clears throat> Greetings, Mrs. Jeffries. No, this isn't what it looks like. No, it's not like the time with the blender. That was different. She didn't mean a thing to me. She didn't even have an AI chip. I'm in love this time, and you can't deny me that. No, not that closet again. The end. What did we learn here today? I believe we learned that if you're paying a service uh, to help you with anything or do its basic job, that it'll probably try to screw you over. Uh, much like Comcast for your internet service. Completely ridiculous. Try calling them. Tell them you have a problem. They will walk you through a million steps that are clearly wasting your time, and then in the end they don't really solve your problem. I had that actually happen in real life. Then... The entire time I kept thinking, oh man, but if I was with CenturyLink, over and over. And this story illustrates the same point. Uh, kept wanting to go with a different service, but you're stuck with the one you have. And if you're not happy with the service you have, do everything within your power to destroy it. Uh, so that's the takeaway with that. If something offends you, destroy it. Uh, the other story, uh, you learn that a relationship based on sex is just not going to work out. You need to have uh, emotions and feelings behind it. You need to actually care about the person that you're uh, getting intimate with, uh, even if it comes down to a vacuum cleaner and stuff. You need to uh, feel for it. Really appreciate that individual. Otherwise, you're going to get shoved in the closet by the humans. So, with that, I think uh, we could take away the message that um, going into this new decade, 
try to destroy your enemies, and don't have sex with someone you don't love. I hope you uh, have had a good holidays, and I will talk to you next week. Thank you.